0: Next uh Eternal Dirtles, we have Rob Wilson from Buffalo Chicken Dip Legacy. Hello and welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark. And with me this week, Rob Wilson. Rob, how are you, man? Doing well. Appreciate you
1: having me. Uh,
0: happy to be here. So for the folks that don't know, uh, Rob, you run uh, Buffalo Chicken Dip Legacy, which is a, a pretty big tournament out in the Midwest. Um, tell us a little bit about the event.
1: Yeah, so it's really just kind of started as this grassroots organic thing. I mean, I ran the first BCDL in 2019. And before that we were playing in my house. So kind of the story was oh, wow. we didn't have a place to do F and M legacy because at that point, modern ah. was, you ah. know, still going strong standard hadn't been killed off by arena yet. And same thing with, Paper limited. Yeah. So you just most FMs had those three events going and there just wasn't a place for us. So I kind of told our legacy group, like, hey, come to my house, I've got space. You know, we can just have legacy here. And people are like, yeah, that's kind of lame. Legacy. At I was home. Like, well, how about I make <laughs> Buffalo chicken dip? And people like, Oh, that's awesome. Let's do it. Yeah. So you know, for weeks, people just came over. And I'd make Buffalo chicken dip. We'd play legacy. And, uh, you know, it kind of eventually grew and and grew to a point where my wife was finally like, you guys got too many people. You got to go somewhere else. Like when we're getting 16 or so people or more for, you know, F&M in my house, it just, it was kind of, it was a lot. Yeah. It gets unwieldy
0: after a while. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a really good problem to have. So what I decided was like, well, why don't I see if I can get space at one of the LGSs on like a Saturday? I'll collect some money from people. I'll make Buffalo Chicken dip and I'll buy like duels and force of wills and other staples and we'll just do them as prizes and we'll run it that way. And that's kind of how it was born. And you know, it's been growing ever since and it's it's fantastic. I mean the outpouring of support from the community has been nothing short of amazing. And I don't make any money off these events uh last year it actually ran at a loss so you know i i try to run them as about break even as i can that way i'm putting the maximum value possible back to the players back to the event you know if i need equipment or something you know i'll save some cash or whatever but to just really give it back to the players just for the love of the format and and eternal magic
0: yeah that's awesome Well, I think it's really cool that one of the things that's been a center of it the entire time is is the food because that's really uh, that's really one of the things that sort of separates this from like going to you know going to a Grand Prix or you know a Magic Con or something like that is that you guys supply the food.
1: Yeah, so I still so we I run two kinds of events, community events which are usually like sixty four player cap at an LGS, and then opens which are kind of larger ones and talk about that later but the the community events i still make the buffalo chicken dip at home the night before you know go to costco get everything just like i've been doing for the past you know four or five years at this point i feel like we uh, should have like uh the the recipe like pop-up <laughs> yeah i'll share the recipe if uh, anyone right. wants recipe it just tweet. in the comments guys <laughs> yeah it just tweet at me i mean recipe in the, uh, in the sorry in the description <laughs> and i've given it to people because i want to share like that piece of it, that aspect that kind of started it all for us with other people. And, and I've had uh, over the years, quite a few people reach out and say like, Hey, you know, we do, we saw what you're doing. And now we do this thing. I played in uh Benucci's webcam league and yeah. I ran into someone from Sweden. Oh, wow. And, and they were like, yeah, we do. Like we kind of took your idea and we do it twice a year. They said for around Christmas time, they do mold wine. Right. Oh, I know. So good. And then in the summer they have a barbecue and they just get together and, and play legacy. And it's this big, big thing for them. And, and that's awesome. And I've had uh, a few other groups in the U S and kind of smaller tell me they do the same. And it's, it's cool to hear that, you know, that vibe is, is catching on and people are really digging it. And, you know, the gathering has, it's just kind of the secret sauce. Yeah, The Gathering is it. the
0: secret sauce, for sure. Yo, so, shout out to also Mold Wine Season coming back into play. That's always good.
1: Yeah, I thought <laughs> that was so unique. I'm like, I don't know if I could get away with that in the U.S. Yeah, but... it's
0: always tough. I've only played it a couple of places that, like, also allow alcohol that are, like, you know, DCI sanctioned, as it were. Um, and it's always, uh, you know, it's always like, hey, everybody, don't say anything. You know, like... uh But, you know, when when we do uh, right before I left Brooklyn, one of the last events that I that I helped run was uh, the the New York group would uh, get everybody together at like a local bar or whatever. And we were getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And finally, I was like, hey, like I used to work at this uh, this beer hall and we just took over the beer hall on like a Saturday afternoon in the middle of like I want to say it was like November or something, you know. And they have these big long tables. So they were just like, Yeah, whatever, like as long as you guys are buying beer, we don't care what you do, you know?
1: And that's kind of like with the um the uh, so the other kind of event I do is our our open events, which are larger. So um I've partnered with Brew Dog, which okay. is a, a Scottish company, and their US production facility is just outside of Columbus. So they have their brewing facility there that they ship all over the US. And they also have a restaurant, an event space, and a hotel. And it's just it's just an amazing uh a spot to be at. And there's enough room that you can easily run a 128 player event. You you can there's alcohol for purchase, plenty of space like to do commentary, stream setup. That's awesome. And it just it's just a great campus. I mean there's a, a huge patio off the restaurant that people can hang out in a dog park uh you know the the hotel rooms are awesome they're just kind of like these fun modern rooms with beer fridges and just it's just a great vibe and a, a good time and a very unique experience completely different than anything you'll get somewhere else and and for the value that we get for what we're paying it like, it just kind of can't be beat i mean especially looking yeah. at the like the hotel conference room kind of thing those things are fine, they serve a purpose, but you know, I I also play old school. Yeah. So I, I wanted to take kind of that vibe, that that community aspect, and bring it to legacy. And that's kind of how, you know, I I, I kind of started doing this and what I was thinking about when we originally got off the ground and you know, it's really resonated with people and we've grown every year and it's it's incredible.
0: Yeah. So you're uh this all takes place in Ohio. Obviously, you said Columbus,
1: right? Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, uh, are you are you originally
1: on. from Ohio? So it's kind of a weird story where we lived in Columbus. My family moved to Texas, so they're they're in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Okay, but I stayed here, went to uh, undergrad, then I went to law school, and you know been been here ever since. And it just seemed like kind of a, a natural place. We're very fortunate in central Ohio to be within three hours of a lot of big cities. Yeah. Oh yeah. And also have a, a strong magic presence for for every format. Not just uh, you know, modern or or limited or EDH, but you know, we also have old school, there's a vintage group and we also have legacy. So whatever you want to play, you can do it here. I mean, we even have some pre modern people. Yeah, well, Ohio so. is like
0: is sort of like the nexus for Magic the Gathering. It's always it's sort of always been that way. I I'm I'm from Dayton, Ohio originally. Uh, little known fact about me because I've moved so many places. But uh, you know, back when we used to go to like Maverick Comics back in the day, and we used yeah. to play in the donut shop right next to the comic shop. That would this was wild. So I was like 14 or 15 years old, and my mom would drop me off at the donut shop next to the comic store at midnight on a Wednesday. It's the only time they played. Uh and from midnight to four AM, all these people, you know, obviously at the time, guys much older than me, were all hanging out in this donut shop next door because they were like open to bake, you know. And they were just like, Yeah, you can play here, it's whatever. And like my mom would just drop me off there and then like pick me up at like five AM, you know. Everyone else was like, We're going to Steak and Shake later on, you know, we're gonna start playing Magic at Steak and Shake. Um, but yeah, Ohio's is a really great place to play magic because there's just such a vast community of players it's also where the first uh uh
1: extended tournament took place at hmm, I didn't know Cuyahoga that. Falls Yeah I mean it's you know being a place where we have multiple like the kind of the big three cities in Ohio they're all capable of hosting large events whether it's SCG Eternal Weekend NRG like uh you know even the GPs when they, when they're around so it makes it very convenient and centrally located Uh, Columbus airport is also pretty convenient. Yeah. And then if you haven't been to the Columbus convention center in the past few years, that downtown area has really exploded and there's a lot of great hotels and um, like food options, like walking distance, like like quick enough that you can go in between rounds. Like everyone hears about the North market, which is fantastic but there are a lot of other great food places as well. If you're ever considering traveling to Ohio or for a BCDL event, I actually have a guide that I've given to some out of town people of like, um, here are some food recommendations here, are like some spots to check out for like whatever you're into. Like I had a group of people come from New Hampshire and I was like, here, I'll, I'll tell you where to stay, where we're going to be. I'll give you a map. Like, you know lgs's restaurants bars these are some recommendations so if anyone ever needs that for columbus ohio if you're coming for an event hit me up uh always happy to help out
0: yeah it's always great to get uh to get like a spot where it's you know you you have all the conveniences that uh, like a large city would have uh philly's great for that too we're like you know if you go to a convention in Philly. Uh, you're, if you're in Philly proper, you're right next to the Reading Terminal Market. It's like the best place to eat. But whenever there's like food, like food and accommodations, great places to hang out on top of that, you know, that's, that's what makes, makes or break some of these larger events. You know, uh, I'm going to Vegas at the end of the month. And like, one of my biggest worries is like, what am I going to do outside of like, just being in Vegas? I don't want to go gamble, you know? <laughs> I don't lose my shirt after paying all this money to go play, play magic, you know? So it's like knowing all the local areas is, is a huge boon too. It's, so is this your first time in Vegas? Second time in Vegas, actually. I, yeah. I I went to the uh, Modern Masters 1 Grand Prix. I, I uh, won a Grand Prix trial and was like, all right, I'll do it. And I sat next, next to uh, Bob Meyer and opened a dark confidant. And I was like, hey, man, <laughs> Can you, you going to sign this? And he was like, yeah, I'll sign it. Uh, just like, let me finish my deck. And he like drew a little, drew a little guy in there. Yeah, (laughs) it was pretty great. It was a really cool experience as far as like, it was, I had just gotten back into the game, maybe like about a a little less than a year prior. So it was like one of my really big first magic, like big magic events. Uh, and I think at the time that was the biggest magic event I was, I, I, and I was just starting to play legacy. Cause I had Merfolk on me. So I was playing like I was, pl- I, I think I won a, an event and I won like a Bayou or something uh, playing against uh, like countertop at the, at the end of that uh, round.
1: I mean, Vegas is great. Cause you can, it can be anything you want it to be. I mean, yeah. if you want to do like the club, the pool gamble, like obviously it's there, but you can also see shows. There are a lot of great shows. There's, you know, world-class eating. There, you can do some touristy stuff like the Grand Canyon. I've also like I I have uh two two kids, so if you are looking for the kids stuff, there is also a great children's museum. Like any, you can do helicopter tours. I mean, anything you want to do, Vegas. Yeah, I suppose. Doesn't. Yeah,
0: I suppose they're there to accommodate the tourist, right? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's
1: that very tourist idea. friendly.
0: Speaking of tourists, you know it would be really great for Buffalo uh, chicken dip is doing it at King's Island.
1: <laughs> I don't know if they have event space at King's no, Island. No, I
0: mean, they, they kind of do, but like, it would, you know, it would. I, I feel like they used to do that in the 90s. They used to do stuff like that in the 90s where they're just like, we're at Disney World playing Magic the Gathering. And you're like, why?
1: <laughs> yeah, because you spend all your time like there. I've, I've kind of been looking, like, I'm very willing to listen to community feedback. And if people want it and I hear it enough and, you know, the idea is feasible, I'll do it. I mean, that's kind of how I've shaped a lot of what I've done over the years is by just listening to people. What do you want? And some of the things I've gotten, there are two things I've gotten pretty regularly. One, do something outside of Ohio and two, what other venues can you do besides an LGS? I mean, the brew dog was kind of my first attempt and, Last year, at doing that, and I've kind of been looking at some alternate places as well, like some other ideas. Like, um yeah. there's also a casino in Columbus, so you know we might. I mean, they've got the, they've got that. the
0: space for cards, obviously. We know that,
1: yeah, right? <laughs> and it's 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 like it's a nice enough casino, and it's big enough that they probably have enough space. And yeah. if I tell yeah. them, like, hey, you know. 60 to 100 20 30 40 sums yeah they're gonna gamble. come to their come <laughs> some number of them are like, gonna yes, be playing please. poker you know and they've got <laughs> hotel accommodations on site and restaurants and perfect uh you know so maybe that's that's an option but if anyone ever has feedback i i love it i love hearing so what people like or don't like
0: phil just texted me we have like uh i feel like this is like on the news like it's like here's a here's a you know, incoming report from Phil. Phil says, would he ever consider abolishing the five additional turns for his event or making draws worth zero points for to decentivize uh, uh, intentional
1: draws? So I've, I've actually had this discussion with people before. Um, if I could do one thing, it would be to change draws to zero points, which 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 basically solves the problem that that Phil kind of brought up in just a, a quicker fashion cuz the intentional draw is such an anti-climactic thing. Yeah. Like from from every standpoint, from the viewer, from competitive, from sponsorship, it's just like you you get to this culmination of tension and playing for something. I'm like, yeah, we're just going to we're just going to skip this one. It doesn't It is matter. the
0: victory formation of uh of Magic the Gathering for sure. Where you're just yeah, like, why I mean, does the, this
1: happen? The reason I'm not doing it is once you deviate from um, the the tournament rules, like the Magic Official rules, you're something else. Yeah. And like people have asked me over the years, like, would you consider, you know, like Legacy with a different ban list or Heritage or whatever? I'm like, that's not Legacy. Like, once yeah, you start I messing agree. with anything, it's no longer Legacy. So that's
0: Yeah, that's always been my biggest trepidation with, with any of this stuff, especially like, you know, I have friends that were like, hey, we're going to meet up. Let's all do, they were like, let's do Legacy, but like, no, you know, it was like Heritage. And I was just like, oh, I don't have time to build a deck for that, man. Like, I just want to hang out and play, you know, like, I can bring the decks I have. You know, like, yeah. and the the issue with that is like, once you deviate from the tournament rules on top of that, there's always going to be someone who shows up that doesn't have any clue what's what's going on. They just showed up to play, you know, legacy or whatnot. And then they're playing with Urza sagas or something like that. And you're like, Oh, I'm sorry. You can't do that. And it's just a whole nightmare of logistics and accommodating this one guy who like, you know, it, it's just, it it is a lot.
1: Yeah. It's, I see why people want to do these things. And believe me, like I said, if it's the one thing about magic, I would change if I could, but you know, it's, it's kind of the the system we're in to keep everyone on equal footing and and play legacy as as everyone knows it. I mean, like whether whether it's here in the U.S., I went to GP Atlanta and I was playing against a player from Japan that spoke zero English, and we were able to have a complete game. I understood him; he understood me, and we couldn't understand a word. Yeah, you know, and it's one of the great things about the
0: game. It's it's a universal norms. language, really, you know? Yeah. Uh, I had the same experience when I, I went to Lisbon in 20, 2013. And, uh, I, you know, I sat down at a table and I played Magic against every single person there. Many of them spoke English. Several didn't. Several didn't speak it great, you know? Uh, and I obviously don't speak Portuguese. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, it was just wild to see that, like, you could sit down with somebody, have Almost nothing in common with them aside from the fact that you both know how to play magic and there you go.
1: You're playing magic. And there are lots of instances like that with magic, right? I mean, I've met a lot of great people over the years that I just would probably never run into or interact with, if not for magic. So it really just brings people together in a in a way that, you know, very few things do and especially as you know, as adults as you know, a lot of us are, you know, maybe in our thirties or forties have kids. It's harder to make friends. Yeah. Like just, it's... just legitimately. And, and this having, um, like our, our local vintage group, there's some guys in there that are in their fifties that still talk and hang out. And like, we all get together a few times a year and like magic has been that common thread. And, you know, some of the, the guys that have are that old have been playing since college when they were at Ohio state in you know, in the nineties and yeah, like that's do, awesome. Do you use uh, do you use Moxfield at all? Or know of Moxfield? I know of Moxfield. Yeah. I, I've heard good things. I just
0: haven't used it. So what's, what's great about those guys in, in this context is those are the guys I grew up playing magic with in their basement, like at, <laughs> at, at, like my friend's mom's house. Like, and that's, you know, that was 1995. So the, you know, like the adult friends thing, like, Those are the few, some of the few friends that I still keep in contact with from like growing up. Eternal Dirtles is proud to be sponsored by Moxfield. Moxfield is the best Magic the Gathering deck building website on the internet. You can create, share, and find decks from commander to legacy and even fan supported formats like pre-modern and old school. You can see all of our decks on our Moxfield. Follow the links below to stay tuned. But yeah, like you know phil is a perfect example me and phil have almost nothing in common he's into weight li- like weightlifting and bodybuilding and stuff he works for a a a company that like do, does all that stuff i was a bartender like sure that's sort of universal but like a photographer you know it's it's a, it's a realm i would have never met anybody outside of that uh of that world really and you got guys like phil who like i'm just like you know we're the best of friends uh, and and it's like you know people that you would only ever meet if you're sitting across from them at a, at a tournament, you know.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and that's you know one of the things that makes Magic special. And you know we've been very fortunate with with BCDL to just have a, a great community of people that are there to to play to win, but play to have fun.
0: Yeah, it's and a gentleman's it's... game. I feel like that's one of the great things exactly. about Legacy.
1: Yeah, it, it, you know, no one's trying to get to the Pro Tour here. We're not. Like, I used to grind and and play oh, a lot yeah. of competitive modern and just some of the people you'd run into. Oh, dude. You just, I yeah, it's no, I know. It's yeah. funny
0: uh, that you mentioned the the pro tour thing because we had that. We have the which went live today. This will probably go live on Thursday, so that we're ta- we're talking on Tuesday night. We had uh, Reed Duke on on uh, this week, and uh, I was so nervous about the episode going up. Last night I had a dream about making the Pro Tour. a literal Pro Tour dream. Uh and I was talking to Phil about it and I was like, dude, I haven't even tried to care about going getting on the Pro Tour for like at least five or six years. Like I just it wasn't a it wasn't a thought in my mind just because I was talking to somebody about it. I had a dream that like I made it somehow. I don't even know how I qualified. Um but we were talking about it, it was like you had a literal Pro Tour dream. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, no, you- uh, the competitive thing is is wild because you know uh you look at you if you look at the great magic players the the really good ones uh the you know the, not the not the grinders per se but the really good magic players they're not there corner casing people they're just playing solid magic through and through you know they're sticking to the rules they're playing the game they're not doing things that like you know oh i got you on like a technicality or like oh uh judge i need to call this guy cuz he didn't like say this specific thing you know uh and so when you when you play legacy, you get you get more of that that normal player that's like on on the same level uh uh community-wise as a pro where they're just like, "Look, I have I'm a I'm a full adult. I have a reputation, you know, as a person, and I don't want to ruin it by being a jerk to people, you know?" Uh now, sure, get your win if you need to get like do do everything within the rules to get the win, but when you know, when you see those guys at, at tournaments that are doing that that kind of weird stuff, it's it's always bothersome. But it's it's nice to know that there's a lot less of that in legacy.
1: Yeah, and and Reduke is like the I don't just say this because you just had him on, but he's like the classic case of like the best way to communicate when you're playing. playing, because if you want you can go back and watch like GP Reduke and listen to how he communicates with players. Everything is very clear. You could tell he thinks through his plays, what he's doing. And it's just such a great model to model your game afterwards, just in in the way he conducts himself.
0: Yeah.
1: And I I think you see a lot more of that, you know, to your point in Legacy, which is fantastic. Um, I just see so many people that just have a great time, whether they win or lose. I mean, we have a lot. We'll have people that owe two drop and hang out the entire tournament. Yeah, and like finish it out, or or just root on their buddies because like they genuinely want to be there instead of like, well, I'm just grinding for something. I am out of top eight contention. I'm, you know, I'm out of here. People are choosing to stay because, you know, the atmosphere is it's it's a place to hang out, yeah, place you want to be at. Yeah. Yeah. Um.
0: So when's the next Buffalo Chicken Dip Legacy happening?
1: So we are running our first vintage open uh, this month, nine thirty. It's at Brew Dog in Westerville. So it, it's a 4K. The first prize is an unlimited time vault. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nice. and and duels to the rest of top eight, uh, a vault to second, third, fourth, an underground C, and then Savannas to five through eight.
0: And, and if I'm not mistaken, proxy.
1: this is a proxy event, right? Yeah, this is full proxy. So everything for BCDL allows proxies. Like one of the other things kind of the philosophy I wanted to bring to BCDO when I started was let's let let's let everyone let's give everyone a chance to experience this format and it's been proxy friendly you know as as long as I've been doing it and after you know it's been like five or so years you know since I've been doing it a lot of people especially around here in Columbus like the regulars have been able to build into decks like they yes. started from proxies and they just wanted you know I kept having events, so they got invested in the format, and they either won or bought into staples and because it gave them some like peace of mind that they'd be able to use their cards yeah and it it actually you know a lot of people think like well proxy events those those probably hurt the shops actually, it kind of had a different effect where people were buying these staples or trading them in.
0: Yeah, I, I find that uh, the the one thing that people forget to talk about when they're talking about pro- uh, proxies on top of that is that it allows you to build a different deck than the one that you may already have non-proxied and play that as an experiment and be like, I guess I'm buying
1: into this now. I really liked it, you know? It just allows for, for more options. Yeah, it's very much like play now, pay later. Yeah. And it kind of lets you switch decks, try out new things. And it gives you that kind of pure look at the meta game that you kind of get with it with MTGO. And I found our metas are, are pretty close to MTGO, except that it's very anti Delver. Delver, I've done 13 events, and Delver has not won a single one. Wow. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Merit Lage and Painter have, have been the multiple winners. I mean I guess when you can afford
0: these. to put drop of honey onto the
1: board, right? <laughs> I, I don't even know if I'd have to I'd have to go I'm back sure, and see if true. Drop Probably of Honey has even been in a, a winning <laughs> yeah. list, but it might have only been in one. Yeah. Now that's that
0: a, thinking about a it. that's one of those cards that like you look at and you're just like why is this card expensive? And it, the the answer is because it's not been reprinted, obviously. Uh Perfiry Nodes is the is the reprint mm-hmm. of that card. Uh the the white version uh but yeah the 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 whole proxy thing is great because it allows people to one it allows people new to come into the format uh it allows people to experiment the stakes are so much lower when you get to you get a chance to be like okay you know what i don't have to spend eight hundred dollars on this card uh to to compete now i can go to the tournament you know I think that that's another big thing that people forget when they're talking about proxies is like, there's, once you own the deck, that's fine. But if you want to uh, go to a tournament, you're just opening it up so much to people that like want to experience legacy at that level. even.
1: Yeah. And kind of the nice thing about coming to these, like I've looked, like I kind of keep tabs on pretty consistently of like how many people are using proxies just because for my own curiosity, it's usually somewhere between 80 to 75% of people use real cards. Like, so it's, it's a pretty small percentage overall that are using proxies. And I've also had people that own cards use proxies because they don't want to travel with their, with their real stuff. Uh, I mean, especially with the vintage open coming up. Like I, I had, um, high quality play test cards that um, like I'm very against counterfeiting. So for our play test cards that BCDL loans out and I mean, loan, we don't sell them. We're very, very against that, but that we loan out, it has a different back. Yeah. uh, Says, you know, not for sale proxy on them and, and just, you know, people may not want to travel with their vintage staples. 100% Hundred percent, get it. happy to just hand you like a high quality Black Lotus uh, playtest card that I've got, and you know it gives people like peace of mind because on on some level, due to the value of these cards, for some people they view them as investments, and you know I certainly want to be cognizant and respectful of that as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. So one of the one of the interesting things about about all this is so you've got deals with the hotels that are, that are local as well. I'm assuming.
1: Yeah. I've, um, I've been fortunate enough to have like a group of partners around me that, that are kind of willing to take the ride with me and invest in the success.
0: Nice.
1: BrewDog has been a fantastic partner. Um, just like the value that we get there compared to other places and, and all the amenities have been great. And though, um, so they their boutique hotel has 22 or 23 rooms, and they'll usually give me a, a block for, you know, a certain period of time. And then, you know, whatever isn't uh, booked, they'll release back to the public. And then, you know, just kind of working with some other places around town, like some of the, the hotels that are close to some of the shops. You know, we, we've done deals in the past, but, you know, it, it just kind of depends. and. You know, anytime we have something, like I, like I said, I'm willing to to play travel agent. You get a very, uh you know, a, a, a concierge experience <laughs> Um in terms of me helping you out with any logistics you may run into. I mean, I've printed things out for people. I've picked people up from the airport multiple times. Wow. That is that is
0: uh, full court service, as they say.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a there's a crew coming for uh, the Vintage Open from uh, an NYC, and I I told uh, Dave Kaplan, it's like, hey, if you guys need me to come get you, hit me up. We'll figure it out, or you know, I'll I'll help get you back to the airport, so you don't have to wait on an Uber. Like if you're, you know, up against it on a flight or whatever, we can figure it out. Yeah, Um, that's that's awesome. It's incredibly generous too. You know, I just—it's just just all about having a good time, like just showing people. Get everybody in there. Yeah, they want to. They want to come back, and you know, it's worked. I mean, if you have a great experience, you you tend to want to get that that experience again. And you know, I I think just that level of hospitality and and service, and and really caring about people. And there was there was a, a time where, like, even even still, like, all know most of the people by name that play in the events i mean i used to know literally everyone i could tell you the name of them now they were in your home you should know them yeah well (laughs) even even when you know the the subsequent years we were at at lgs's and it was like 64 player events you know i I would still know everyone and you know it's just like getting together with your friends you know everyone knows everyone it's just that kind of environment now it's growing a little bit bigger where i I don't exactly know everyone but you know if i don't if i don't know someone that just gives me an incentive to go up and introduce myself like hey i'm the the guy on the other end of the chicken account and uh you you know if you need anything don't hesitate to come with me come to me i mean tell me like good bad anything you need yeah here to help you awesome
0: well, Rob. So we're gonna have all of the information for uh, for the the vintage event uh, in the in the description. Uh, is there anything else that you want people to know before we before we head out?
1: Yeah, I'll tease the the next regular BCDL legacy event. I'm looking at eleven eighteen. That's that's kind of the date I have set aside. To
0: I remember you telling me about this in in chat earlier, and I was like, it's my anniversary. <laughs> I planned it that way purposely. We'll, we'll, well, yeah, of course. But luckily, uh, so I have a little leeway here. Uh, I met my wife on the 11th, and we got married on the 18th. Five years apart, obviously. But so you know, we basically celebrate uh, anniversary week.
1: So mm-hmm. maybe I can you know, start that out. start the 10th and the 17th. Is that <laughs> Yeah, <that's>, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's what I'm getting. I mean, I think um, between the vintage event and the legacy one coming up, it'll be great tune-ups for Eternal Weekend and yeah exactly you know i i can't wait to be at Eternal Weekend this year last last year i was not able to go my wife was oh you missed great. out it was a real good time i i i know i mean card titan and, and nick coston his, his crew do a, a fantastic job and you know props off the props to them for I, I think a lot of people don't understand what goes into organizing and running events and just Um, like basically, I figure out my break even for for every event. Like I said, I I I don't run them to make profit, so it's just you know basically I am in a hole every time until I'm in that break even. Yeah, you know, like every event I'm looking at, I'm you know, say say the legacy event, it costs thirteen grand to put that on, between prizes, food, um. We we have judges. I ha- I'm fortunate enough to have a couple great L2s in the nice. Columbus area that that help me run these events. And, you know, I, I believe in paying them and, and taking care of as many people as I can and um, doing things right. So it it's expensive. And, yeah. you know, the, people ask all the time, how can I help you? How can I help BCDL or, or other grassroots organizers? like you out there and the answer is the same every time show up early show up often i mean quicker people sign up the quicker we can get cash in hand to pay for expenses and do cool things like i you know scale i typically scale prizes with attendance and um for for the legacy open we ended up with 98 players and and i bumped it up to add another grand in prizes for for the last one so it ended up being a 98 player 6k like yeah with with lunch so we had and we're doing something uh, a similar type of schedule for vintage except it's a 4k but um, between like after round one or two we had the uh, brewery put out the buffalo chicken dip after round three we took a, a break for lunch and then like after round four we had another round of buffalo chicken dip come out
0: oh man. that's that's what I love about this is the like the scheduled food is like you know you know you're gonna eat in between you know round x, like you don't have to panic and like run out because you had a long match uh or like you know you're hungry now you have to concede to get out of there so that you could get food you know I think that that's it's it goes above and beyond uh, i think what a lot of people are expecting for for a magic event which is really cool something i wanted to say uh as well about about your whole uh dynamic for this stuff your whole outlook on it is like there there's a there's a saying like be the change you want to see F- but for for this it's more like be the community you want to see and that's just, it's, it's really great. It's, it's, it's pretty much, uh, you know, exactly, exactly what we're looking for in, in the magic community and, and specifically in the legacy community where there's uh slightly less, you know, slightly less support from, from WotC.
1: You know, a lot of, like when I started looking around at the event, like people have asked me, like, why'd you start doing this? And I started looking around at the events I wanted to play and they just didn't exist. You know, all yeah. the events are the same and that's fine. And, and there's certainly a place for those and I appreciate them. But I, I was like, what do players want? Uh, like, let's do that. And no yeah. one else was. I was like, well, I'll do it myself, you know, yeah. I, and, and just kind of put together a plan for incremental growth and achievable goals to grow and consistently provide a great experience for people. And that's just really kept them coming back. And like I said, I'm always open to ideas. I mean, a lot of these ideas I've gotten over the years were from player feedback. Like, Hey, let's do this for food or let's try this for lunch or, hey, let's do these locations. Um, you know, I'm looking for, I'm starting to look at events for 2024. And the other big thing I get asked about all the time is when are you going to do a two-day event? I I'm putting it out here because I'm trying to commit myself to it, to hold myself yeah. accountable. But you heard it here first, 2024. I want to do a two day event. Um, more details. It makes it to come. easier for people
0: like me to come out. If we know that like, it's going to be a weekend, you know, it's going to be a weekend of magic. It's not just like going flying in and then being like, okay, I guess I just fly back home on S- Sunday, you know?
1: And like every once in a while I put up like a Twitter poll. And, and I really actually do use that feedback. I mean, one of them, so when I increased the, the prizes for um, the Legacy Open that we had in, in July, I put out a Twitter poll, like, hey, I'm going to increase the prizes up for 9th through 16th. Like, what would you what would you want to see? And, you know, I used that and I put out one recently, like, hey, if we're doing a two-day event, you know, what do you want to see? Do you want to see, like, Vintage, Two Days of Legacy, CEDH, you know, Other? You know, tell me yeah. Other. So uh not surprisingly, double legacy was the winner. Of I that. mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> legacy but, into legacy, yeah. Of course. And I'm just always willing to, you know, take a step back, evaluate, see what we could do better. And, you know, I, I don't think I'm the be all end all of of any decisions. And uh like there will this two-day event will have double double legacy if nice kind of the the plans I'm I'm working on I don't, I don't can't really announce you know or say too much yet because there's there's still a lot of discussions going on but there will be double legacy that's awesome so I I can I can at least tease that much for it
0: so Rob where can people find out more about uh, Buffalo Chicken Dip Legacy uh you know Twitter and stuff like that what where, where do we find all that.
1: Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at BCD Legacy, on Facebook at Buffalo Chicken Dip Legacy, uh, on Discords, um my handle is Rh Will. It's also RH Will and M T G O. Um, uh, I'm a pretty easy to find person, uh, especially with an event coming up. You can find me tweeting out contests or just any mentions, especially right now that mention vintage. <laughs> yeah. So uh you know, just because these events are very close to a loss until I climb out of that hole, I mean, I just kind of have to be proactive and in, in terms of getting the word out and providing an experience that people want to come to so I yeah. don't get killed and so I can continue uh, running these events. But
0: awesome. Yeah.
1: I, basically, anywhere you could find me at um, Buffalo Chicken Dip Legacy, BCD Legacy on Twitter awesome and Uh, we have have all those links in the
0: the description below as well
1: And, and events i love it come come say hi come come talk always happy to to um you know accommodate tell you anything i can and you know just i'm just a normal dude that wants to play magic just like everyone else here awesome well rob thanks so much for coming on this week thanks for having me uh you know i look i've met Phil a couple times, and I love seeing Phil because every time I see Phil, like when I first run into him at an event, he's doing the exact same thing and usually <laughs> Is it trying to trying to get a, a Terminus to flip? <laughs> no, no, so every time, I don't know why but every time I see him he's standing there talking to Bryant Cook <laughs> about his 15th sideboard card and you can just tell like from Bryant's face that this interaction has been going on for like <laughs> forever, twelve yeah. hours. They're old friends,
0: yeah. They're old yeah. friends, so it's probably been going on for twelve years. Actually. And
1: <laughs> Brian will be like, "Phil, oh my god, I don't care. Just play this card. This, this card whatever. is terrible, or whatever." <laughs> and then Phil, like stone faced, without missing a beat, will be like, "So what do you think about this card?" <laughs> <laughs> and I I love it. I, yeah. Uh, I mean the couple of times I've talked about I've, I've had a good time and you know look forward to you know to to seeing you and meeting you in person as well at and, and hopefully eternal weekend or yeah. You know, I I will definitely try
0: and make, make it out for eternal weekend. I'm uh I'm working on that just now.
1: Awesome. Well thank yeah. you for having me and and thank you all the listeners for and the community for for your support. I I really do appreciate it. Yeah, it's been a pleasure having you.
0: Uh, If you're watching this video and you've gotten this far, uh, hit the like button, subscribe, all that good stuff. Comment below, especially if you have any questions for Rob, uh, and I'll pass those along as well. Uh, Thank you so much. Have a good day, everybody. Hey, I'm not sure if you heard me mention this before, but we just interviewed Reed Duke. You should check it out. A lot of cool information there. Reed was so much fun to hang out with. Have a good one, everybody.